Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Well, could we possibly be on the brink of a contraceptive revolution? And where has contraceptive failed women in the past? Those are just a couple of questions answered in a new article. It was just released today. And joining me to talk more about this is journalist Nicole Schmidt, a contributing a contributing journalist for The Walrus. Thank you so much for being here. This is such an interesting piece, and it's fresh out today. The title, the headline, it's time for a birth control revolution. Tell me a little bit about what is behind this, how how you started this piece. Yeah, so I myself was on the pill for about five years. I started on it quite late by comparison. I was 20. Um, and that just kind of came from a really quick, casual conversation with my doctor. I went on it because I thought that that was just what I was supposed to do. Um, and comparatively, like my experience on the pill was not so bad, but Two years ago, I decided to go off of it and just give my body a break. And I started noticing these very subtle, crazy changes. Like, it, it sort of felt like someone had turned the saturation up on my life a little bit. You know, like, funny things were funnier, bad things were sadder. People started smelling different to me. Um, and then I started asking some of my, my friends about this and just hearing about their experiences, which were crazier than mine. And, and I guess when I started looking more into it, I realized that there was a lot more um, to talk about here. The article goes into the history of the pill, and I think when we talk about it, or if you were to ask people about it, it is thought of as this revolutionary birth control uh, method and, and something that, that brought a lot of freedom to women, and it was really hailed as, as a game changer, which I think it was, but but some of the things that you just mentioned, and I know that you get into in the piece, uh, the, it seems like we haven't really focused a lot on, on some of the negative sides or even some of the warnings that, that really were never put out there. Yeah, you're right. And again, I don't want to underscore the fact that when this came out in 1960, it was a really, really big deal for women. You know, it gave us the opportunity to go to school and make way in the work industry. But the really interesting thing is that in the like some 70 years since it was invented, there's been surprisingly little innovation. And there's really no reason for that. Um, So, yeah. The kind of thing is it came out, it was hailed as this amazing medical breakthrough, but like you said, then kind of left it. Whereas other therapies and other medicines, there's been constant research. It seems like that, like this, there, there, there wasn't that kind of ongoing research. Yeah, exactly. So one thing that I will note that maybe is important to flag is that the pills we have today are a little bit different than the ones that were being developed in the 50s. The biggest difference is the level of hormones. So, so those first pills had crazy doses of hormones. Like we're talking 98-ish times the amount of progestin and then 7.5 times the amount of estrogen. So that has been refined and that is good. But in terms of like the science itself, it's still largely the same in terms of its like reliance on those hormones. Um, and there is a few reasons for that. Part of the problem is just like how the healthcare system treats women. Um, countless studies have found that women are like more 
they're more likely to have their concerns minimized or dismissed by the medical system, healthcare professionals. Um, and so, yeah, one of the issues is simply that we're not being listened to. But the other is kind of how the market works. So even though a lot of women, people who menstruate, might not be happy with their birth control, a lot of people still have to choose an option. Um, and so there hasn't been a drastic enough reduction in the sales of oral contraceptives to really warrant any real innovation. Is it also the, the clinical research in that we know that with other a lot of other drugs and other uh, things that, or drug research, a lot of it has historically been male. The, the women haven't been largely represented. Drugs have been have been created based on that research. Is that also the case when it comes to contraceptives? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, women weren't even required to be included in medical studies until a few decades ago. Um, so really now we're just trying, starting to understand how our bodies work. But the other problem is that it costs a lot more money to study women because um, you need to account for changes in the hormonal cycle. And that usually takes more time. You have to bring them in more often and more time is more money. So that's another one of the reasons that companies just aren't investing in developing new options because, yeah, it costs them a lot of money. And they're like, if people are going to just use the one that exists anyway, we can still make money off it. Why, why don't we just stick with that? Right, which is such a strange way, I think, of, of when you when you put it that way, because here we are talking about half the population and a good proportion of that at some point in their lives will be looking for contraception. So it's, it's a huge market. You would think that it would get more attention. Yeah, you would. You would think. Uh, you you talk a lot uh, in the piece. Uh, you have a lot of of uh, examples of of women who have, who talk to you about this and about their experience with being on the birth control pill. And and like you said, there are different types of pills. That there there have been changes since it first came out. Uh, was it difficult at all to find people to to share those stories? Honestly, not really. Um, like I said, it it kind of started with me just talking to friends, but I ended up connecting with a lot of um, a lot of people through a Facebook group that is support for people who are going off with hormonal birth control. Um, and just every day there's a few new posts about like these crazy cocktail of side effects that people either are experiencing having gone off it or experiencing being on it. Um, so yeah, and I think if you yourself kind of ask people in your life who take the pill about their experience, like it won't be hard to find people who have had an adverse one. Do you think that with more people talking about it and it not being a, I mean, if you go back, maybe it never really was was a subject that was was you couldn't talk about it. But but it seems like it's there. It's more open now, and there are more discussions. Do you think with that that we could be headed to a place where there will be more research, there will be more attention paid to the side effects, and maybe different types of options for women? Oh, absolutely. And there's also research to suggest that people are starting to opt for less effective forms of birth control, mainly like condoms and the pull-out method. And that kind of tells us that people aren't really so satisfied with the options. And I think when people aren't satisfied, we start looking for new solutions. And there are a few really interesting ones in development. I can tell you about them if you're curious. Yes, please. Um, yeah, so a few of them like are on the market and then a few are still being developed. One that I focused on, a lot of people probably know about it, but it's it's cycle tracking has been around forever. A few companies have apps that allow you to track your period. Um, and also things like body temperature, hormone levels to more accurate, accurately determine um, that fertile window. Because you really can only get pregnant a few days out of each month. But the cool 
technology thing that's happening here is that some companies are partnering with apps and wearables so they can more accurately track your data and sync it to the app um, and give you a more accurate reading. And of course, that's all without hormones. Yeah, things are things are slowly happening. And I think in a few years time, there will be more options. Well, it's a very interesting piece. Nicole, we'll leave it there for this morning. But thank you so much for joining me. Appreciate it. Yeah, of course. Thanks so much for having me. That is Nicole Schmidt, contributing journalist for The Walrus.